Welcome to Cult of Domesticity. I'm Courtney. And I'm Ashley. And today we're going to be talking about some really, really horrible things, according Um, to... I mean, it's not so much horrible as it is, what the fuck. (laughs) It's just a lot of really weird and bad shit happening to one family in a small town in Kentucky. So, therefore, I'm drinking some beer. Ashley, are you drinking anything special today? Um, just water right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm good at <laughs> But, yeah, so, how did we go? It went well, you know. I've had the past two days off, so I've had two puppy playdates with some friends. Yay! Yeah, my sister has a almost two-year-old German shepherd named Schnitzel. <laughs> and we hung out with I can't um, believe a husky he's almost, each day. I can't believe Schnitzel's already almost two. Yep, in December. Oh my goodness. She has a solid 80-pound puppy. <laughs> solid is a good word for her. Uh, I got to hang out with my sister, yet. too, because she got married this weekend. Yay. Yay! So now I have a brother-in-law, and I got to hang out with them and their cats Sunday and Monday. I wasn't expecting Monday because my flight was delayed to the point where I wasn't going to make my connections. I had to fly today, this morning. So I got an extra day with them. And it was fun. It was good. Yeah. And for the behind the scenes action on this, we don't actually plan our recordings. We're recording this like a week ahead. Yeah. Of when we release them. Just like last week. So the episode that comes out tomorrow, we recorded last week. Yeah. So episode four, I think it is. Yeah, we're in episode four already. Um, my trash can just fell over out of nowhere. <laughs> ghosts. Yeah, ghosts indeed. Zach Bagans, save me. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes if we're going to comment on whatever you're talking about, right, it's going to be... It's going to have a delay, because a we don't late. know our work schedules that right. far in advance. Right. The joys of hourly labor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so much well, fun. But yeah. let's, Ashley, please inform me about your horrible, horrible event that I don't actually know what it is this week. Like I said, it's not, I mean, it's horrible, but it's not as bad as, like, China Arnold. It's rough, but it's not that bad. It's just complicated, I think is the better word. So, my parents live in a very small town in Kentucky. I think the population is 12,800 something like that. Um, Real question, though. Mm-hmm. Do they have Everclear? I mean, they're on the bourbon trail. I need to go visit your mom. You That's really all this do. is telling me. You really do. I mean, when my sister and brother-in-law go down, they stop at Jim Beam every time. So, not that they're alcoholics. They just really like Jim Beam bourbon. <laughs> but anyway, um, send me there is Jim Beam um, apple whiskey. Apple whiskey. <laughs> there is a distillery in town, and I can't think... I think it's, I don't know what the name is. It's like a year. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's Bardstown, Kentucky. It was, it's like a historical town. Their church was the first Catholic church in the Diocese of Louisville. Um, It's like right maybe 20 miles, 20 minutes up the road from Abraham Lincoln's birthplace. Oh, you mean that log cabin they built? uh, Okay, cool. Yeah, the replica, yeah. So, 
yeah, there's not a whole lot going on there except for July 3rd, 2015, when a 35-year-old woman and mother of five disappears out of nowhere. Her name is Crystal Rogers. Uh, she was last seen by her boyfriend. His name is Brooks Hauk. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's kind of a dirtbag, so I really don't care. Um, his name is Brooks? Oh, yeah. His name is Brooks. And her name is Crystal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to withhold comment. Please do. <laughs> gets, I feel bad because she disappeared, but I have a horrible... It gets so much worse, just like Karen says. Okay, so she disappears. She's another five. This is mm-hmm. embarrassing. Side note. Her mom apparently goes to church with my parents, and she's, like, a super nice lady. And I saw her picture Aww. when I was doing research today, and I was like, I know her. Wait a minute. So, anyway, she disappears July 3rd, 2015, and the next day, her car is found abandoned on the Bluegrass Parkway, which nope. runs through Bardstown. Nope. Uh, yeah. So, the Nelson County Sheriff's Office opens an investigation, as they do. Because it's not like her at all. She's very close with her family. I mean, she wouldn't just leave her five kids without saying a word. Wait, she had five kids? Yeah, she had five kids. Who I believe all live with her mom now, but I could be wrong about that. I know the younger ones do. Because she had, her youngest was two-year-old. and sorry, that's a lot had, of kids. Well, it's Kentucky, dear. She had, <laughs> she had the two-year-old with Brooks. Okay. So... Yeah. Can I just ask a question? Do you know, and you don't, if you don't know, it's fine. Um, where are the rest of the fathers? Like, is it just like. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. It could just be one other guy. It doesn't really, nothing really says, and I couldn't find anything about her kids, really. I only know mm-hmm. that her grandmother has custody because they, my parents see the little kid at church sometimes. Yeah, I was just wondering for the custody of the kids. Yeah. Um,. They mentioned on one of the sites that I was looking at that originally Brooks and Sherry shared custody of the younger kid, but she filed for sole custody, and I think she was awarded it. So anyway, so they found her car July 4th, and on the 5th, they opened the investigation. On July 9th, the boyfriend goes on Nancy Grace to defend himself because her family was immediately suspicious of him. That's, like, not a good sign. No. So, six days after she's missing and he's doing a Gone Girl on national television, and he says, I'm 100% innocent, I have nothing to do with this. But he was the last one to see her. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Um, John Bonet, like, kind of, like, those parents when they're like they're they're craving the attention kind of but it's not her parents it's the boyfriend yeah in this case but yeah i know i see what you i could see that i can't think of the other case um right now but it's like i mean where, this whole thing reminds me of gone girl except the ending is totally different because i really highly doubt that she and spoiler alert but gone girl she's alive yeah, I, I, mean, I hope you know I haven't read it. I tried, and then I it's lost just, interest. I mean, just the very beginning of where, like, she goes missing, and he claims that he has no idea where she is, and has no idea what could have happened to her, and then all of a sudden he's all over the media claiming his innocence, 
And I mean, in Gone Girl, he really was innocent because she actually did stage her kidnapping and run away. But in this case, that's I sincerely doubt that's what happened. Okay. So he goes on Nancy Grace. The family's not impressed. Um, there are yard signs everywhere to this day, like everywhere in this town, saying "Pray for Crystal." Bring, but like they're. They put up a sign near his family farm that said, that named him by name, said Brooks Hauk wears Crystal. And has, like, they had pictures of her and her vital information. And it says, like, missing across the top. And, I mean, she's a beautiful girl. Blonde, like, blue eyes. Wait, send me a picture. Um, hang on. Oh, she's so pretty. Okay, wait. Yeah. So that yard sign was everywhere. Like the picture that I just sent you is clearly in a window somewhere. But they had like you know how the election signs have the little metal things that people put out in their yard. It's yes, like can I, that. Can I just put a side note? Huh. So where I live, um, we're right by a major intersection, mm-hmm. and we always get asked to put them in the at the edge because it's right. Like people get stuck there all the time. Yeah. Not like pulled over stuck, just like traffic. Yeah, yeah. A lot of eyes, you know. And so my mom got really mad because people didn't ask to put them up. They just kind of left them there? Yeah. <laughs> so I opened the back of her minivan the one day, and there was a bunch of those metal things. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I'm taking them for scrap metal to get money. They didn't ask. <laughs> That's awesome. Your mom is a gangster. I, I love it. For that reason. I love it. Because it's not like she's just throwing away. No. Yeah, she's no, she's getting money for them. I love that. OG. I mean, she probably got five bucks, but still. That's five dollars she didn't have that morning. And it's five dollars that those politicians don't have now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those yard signs are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a little later on, there will be different yard signs added to the collection of yard signs littering Bardstown. <sighs> So, okay, September 9th, the boyfriend's brother, who's a Bardstown police officer, is Mm -hmm. suspended, but no reason is given to the public. So they suspend him, but they don't say why. Can I just say something? Yeah. So this reminds me of my hometown murder, Lisa Knievel, where the cops were like, hey, don't. Yup. They're not going to give you reason, but don't give the husband the right, right. So anyway, so he's suspended on September 9th. October 16th, he's straight up fired for interfering in the Rogers investigation. No! Yep. yep. They don't say how he interfered, but the mayor straight up said he's not fit to be a police officer. Wait, it was the mayor? The mayor held a press conference. I'm sorry, it's bad when it's, like, the chief of police, but the mayor means it went all the way up to the top of that shit. Oh, no, they had a hearing in between those two dates, but nothing was decided at that time. Like, he went, he ended up going before a grand jury. Shit. Yeah. And the article... Okay, himself. So the article that I found, that picture that I just sent you of the yard sign, the headline was that he failed a lie detector test. The cop brother of the boyfriend... Okay, well, we all know how reliable. I know, but it's still not great. It's not great, but it's not... It's not damning, but it's not exculpatory either. Okay, so the same day that he's fired, so October 16th, 
Crystal's officially presumed dead, and Brooks, the boyfriend, is now officially a suspect. Sweet baby angel. Yeah. So his story is that he says on July 3rd, around 7 p.m., he and Crystal went to his family's farm to feed the animals. And after a while, I mean, the police pressure him because they found evidence and a sniffing dog hit on a pile of ashes. So he admits to lighting a quote-unquote trash fire that night. Wait, 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 what, night. what animals? The animals on the farm. Like the yeah, livestock. Yeah, a variety of animals? I think so, yeah. Sorry, I'm listening to the last podcast. No, it's fine. And there you're talking about the um, guy who killed... The pigs! Oh my god! Yes, pigs, yeah. the pigs. Oh, okay. I've been listening to that one that too. Up, but I was just curious. It's okay. So, at, at he, garbage fire? He said that it was a trash fire. He said that he had stuff piling up and he decided to burn it. And that it's not that unusual because he does it all the time. Which, in that area, maybe. In that mm-hmm. time of year, maybe. But it's certainly strange timing. Even if it is just a coincidence, it's real shitty for him. He also admits later on, I mean, his he was at his family farm. His aunt's house is not that far away, and she has surveillance camera footage of him leaving around midnight. So they if they get there at seven, he leaves at midnight, and then he admitted later to going back and moving a bulldozer to like the top of the driveway. Wait, he has a bulldozer. Apparently. Also, there's a whole lot of curious things right now. Mm-hmm. One, why does his aunt have surveillance? I think, if I remember right, and I might be making this up, but I think she had problems with people. Like, there are a lot of people who have ATVs in that area, and they'll, like, ride them through private farms, not thinking, oh, this is private property. So they're trespassing. So maybe yeah. if she was trying to keep track of who's trespassing on her land, it would make sense to me that she would have a camera. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I Like I said, I might be making that up. I don't know. But that, to me, would be the most logical reason to have, to, like, a camera on your property. And, two, he has a he has a bulldozer, you said? Yeah. Well, that ain't cheap. No, but it's not, it's not like it's just his farm. It's the family farm. So it might be... They use it for farming, I don't know. It's still not cheap. No, no. So, <laughs> a few days later, the neighbors report seeing the cop brother, who is still a cop at that point, take something out of his cruiser and put it in his mom's car. Are you and fucking kidding me? No. That cruiser later tes- tested positive for some sort of bodily fluid. Because they confront him about it when in like a two-hour interview, like after he's fired. And they said something about, like, well, if it's blood, how did it get in the trunk? And he's like, well, it's not blood. And they're like, okay, so bodily fluids? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> so they know. They think it's bottle. They think it's blood. But they can't prove it because it was cleaned up, apparently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't. I don't even know what to say. It's just so. It's so fucked up. up. And it gets worse. So his car tests positive for bodily fluid. And then. That was all, like, July through the end of 2015. And they never found her. They still haven't found her. They still haven't found her? Mm Mm-mm. She's missing, presumed dead, but she's not been found. So, November 2016, her father, Tommy Ballard, Mm -hmm. was out hunting with his 16-year-old son. 
and he's the sun <sighs> is in front of him. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, it's nowhere good. The sun was out like in front of him, and no. was like in the woods, and he was shot in the chest at the edge of the woods. Like he had turned around and was facing the house, and was shot in the chest at the edge of the woods. But the son didn't see whoever did it. And, like, the way that my parents were telling me the story this weekend was that he was shot, like, in the back. But then, like, the coroner's report and the autopsy and all of that stuff said shot in the chest. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Either way, it's not great. And he dies. But he was not the only family member because there was a third one. But this one was... In January of 1979. And this one we do know what happened and we have an answer for. Okay. So we don't know who shot her father. We don't know where she is. And we don't know what happened to her. They have suspects, but they can't prove anything because they don't know. They don't have her body. All they have is her abandoned car. And there was literally no trace of her in the car. So in January of 1979, Frida, Charlene, Sherry Ballard. So she goes by Sherry. Uh, who is Tommy's sister and Crystal's aunt, vanishes. She was 19 years old and seven months pregnant at the time. What the hell? Yeah, okay, so Sherry, which, side note, is also Crystal's mother's name. So, like, her dad married someone with the same first name as his sister. (laughs) Is everyone just a fan of, like, Frankie Valley and the Seasons? Sherry! (laughs) Reason 276, I won't listen because I can't stand the sound of my voice. (laughs) I know I'm horrible. You don't have to tell me, internet. Uh, Okay. Anyway, so three years later, they found her remains. And her husband, yeah, Sherry the aunt, they found her. And her husband was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for her murder. But there's no word about a motive. But if she's seven months pregnant, I'm willing to bet that has something to do with it. There's seven months of motive. Yeah. Again, why sometimes birth control's really good. Poor Sherry. <sighs> yeah. So this family, I mean, this dad has been through shit, hell. Yeah. His sister disappears in 79, and then his daughter disappears almost, I mean, almost to the day. So they think that they're connected somehow. But I don't, I don't know how they would be. that bad. You were telling me this wasn't that it's bad. It's not microwave baby level bad. But it's I don't know. There. Is that what we're just holding ourselves to that standard now? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Because nothing oh. will ever be that bad. And it's just not great. I don't know. But there was also a police officer who was shot and killed in the line of duty. At like 3 a.m. not far from where her car was found. Um, but I don't think that they were connected, I, but at the same time, in a town that small, how are they not connected? Yeah. Did they get the... So, I didn't look into that one as much, I'm gonna be honest, because the connection, if there is one, is tenuous at best, and it's the location of the car. But it was, I mean, I'm pretty sure... His name was Officer Jason Ellis, and he was shot with a shotgun, like, 3 a.m. on the Bluegrass Parkway, if I remember correctly. But I think it was, like, in between 
Crystal's disappearance and her father's murder. So, I don't know. It could be that someone's got it out for this family. And he was, I don't know. I mean, if he's out patrolling, he's probably not, like, a detective on the case or anything like that. So, it's not like he got too close to it. You know what I mean? But Wait, it could be that... Wait, how big is this road? Let's just conceptualize. Bluegrass like... Parkway? I mean, it's pretty long. But the parts that run through Bardstown, a couple miles, maybe. No, like, is it, like, a two-lane back oh, road? Oh, um, like... if I remember right, four lanes total across with, like, a grass median in the middle. Oh, so it's a pretty big it's, highway. I mean, it's a parkway. It's, yeah. Pretty decent. Yeah, it's pretty decent size. So it's not like when I used to go visit you and, and we would play our fun <laughs> Pinterest game? House Murder House? No. Although I have played that game on the way down to Kentucky, but not on the Bluegrass Parkway. It's like two lanes each way Okay. kind of thing. And for our listeners, if you're ever stuck on backcountry <laughs> roads and you're wanting to play, or really weird roads, and you want to play our fun game, it's called Murder House Meth House, Pinterest House. I forgot um, Meth House. How did I forget Meth House? It's because South uh, West Ohio has a huge everything. Meth house. Everything is a meth house. <laughs> yeah. So basically, a murder house looks like. Would you be murdered there? If you meth show houses, up there, will you die? A meth house, like it just it's like it's better than a murder house a little bit, but, but like, not a, not great. Not great. Yeah. And Pinterest houses are those random houses when you're driving through and you're like, I would what? pin that on my Pinterest board. Like, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, also, update on the murder house. I was playing with my friend in, we were taking rural Indiana roads to get to Michigan. <laughs> also, the murder houses, would you, uh, like, perform a animal sacrifice there? Because Indiana's full of them. <laughs> So maybe we add another one in Demon House, and it's would you it, would you get possessed if you go there? I think it counts with Murder House. We can, three categories is enough. <laughs> that's true. I can't even remember the middle one. So yeah, that's fair. Meth House. It Meth House. Like, like if you go there, you might get tetanus. <laughs> if not something else. There's a murder barn up the street that I sent you that one time. Oh, it is a murder barn. <laughs> Every time I drive past it at night, I'm like, go a little faster. I'll have to add the the cult ritual cult murders that happened uh, in the next town over. Then, yes, oh my god, because it happened in a barn. What? Mm -hmm. How did you never tell me that story? Because I don't actually know the story. I just know okay, all the tangential well, things. You're gonna have to look it up because I want to know now. Okay. <laughs> Yay. All right, back on topic. Like I said, I thought it was a lot more complicated than it ended up being. Because wait, I thought there's that... there's no clothes... Wait, so they found the stuff. Her father's, like... I mean, the best closure we have on this is that her aunt's killer, who was her husband, again, let's point that out, is doing life in prison for her murder. But as of right now, that's the only thing we have closure about. Because, I mean... Her dad hasn't even been dead a year, and there are no real leads on that one. Crystal's been gone just over two team. years, so I don't know. I mean, if, if they find out anything more, I'll definitely update you, but right now there's not. It's just, I mean, she vanished, hardcore vanished, 
out of thin air. A woman with a live-in boyfriend and five children. And okay, an extended family. Okay, so since we have all this extra time. Yeah. Why don't you just go and list, like, sum it up? Okay, mm-hmm. alright, I can do that. So, this doesn't have a conclusion. Everything's pretty fresh. Yeah. I mean, time-wise, not really, because it starts in 1979. And like I said, that one we have closure on, because they found her body three years later. Mm-hmm. So, that would that was Sherry Ballard, and she disappeared at age 19. Seven months pregnant, and they ended up finding her body. So then, the next tragedy that befalls the family, there's a gap of, I mean, damn near thirty five years. Um, and that was that was so they had time to heal. There's time to heal, right? And then, completely tear that wound back open because it was so similar to what happened to Sherry and how she disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um. And again, that was July 3rd, 2015, and she just vanishes and is never seen again. And the last person to see her alive is her boyfriend, who has a cop brother who was fired for interfering with his investigation. And two other people were actually charged with perjury and lying in the, like, in the investigation. I don't remember their names, but I know that two other people were convicted of perjury for statements they made. I believe one of them was an employee of her boyfriend's, and they had, like, 38 charges of perjury. So, someone knows something, and they're not saying, and they're lying about it. But, um... And then on top of that, there's her dad. And then on top of that, her dad, who, I mean, this man never gave up looking for her. Never. He would go out on his own sometimes. And, like, just search places he thought, well, I don't know why she would be here, but maybe. Aww. Like, this dude was heartbroken and just wanted to see his daughter again. So... And my personal theory on that is he got too close. And whoever did it took him out. And that seems to be the prevailing theory that I hear when I bring up, like, when I talk to people familiar with it is that if he hadn't been looking for her so fervently, he may yeah. still be. And that's shitty. But, I mean, at first glance, to someone who doesn't go hunting, it may sound like a hunting accident. But again, he wasn't even in the woods. He was at the edge of the woods, like, in the backyard, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean... turned like, shot in the chest. This dude went hunting a lot. So, it's not... I mean, hunting accidents happen. That's why they're accidents. But but if he's an experienced hunter, like, he's right, doing all the right the stuff. The likelihood of it happening to someone who knows what they're doing and takes the safety precautions is pretty low. Yeah, especially the, and for I mean, those think of you about, who don't hunt. Think about that 16-year-old kid. Like, his sister's gone, his dad is murdered in front of him, and he he can't help because he didn't see shit. Like... That's awful. That's a lot for a 16-year-old to deal with. Yeah. It's, it's just sad for, like, and I know a lot of people don't go hunting. I know I've never yeah, had. Yeah, I never have either. But I do know, like, hunt, like I, if you hunt deer and stuff like that, you're not on the edge of the woods. You're up. No. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, they were. it was early morning, so they were just heading out, I think. Yeah, so your guns, like, that means pretty much safety's on. Everybody yeah. is, like, you're, you're walking into the woods. Probably not even loaded if you're not even into the trees yet. Yeah, you know, so the chances of it being an accident no. is slim to none. Especially where, I mean... If he was shot in the chest, but he was heading into the woods, and the shot came from toward the house. Someone was waiting. Someone was waiting. Someone knew that he was going out that day, and they were waiting for him. And he turned around, and they shot him in the chest. Do you think they waited until his son was far enough in? I think they did. I think they did. And if they didn't get him then, they would have waited until they were coming back. Or until they knew there was enough distance between him and his son to where the son wouldn't see anything. Yeah. Or, crazy thought, do you think if the son did see something, he's too scared? Because think about that person's already killed two family members. Could be. It could be. But my gut says he didn't see anything. I don't know. So... Because it's so, this is pretty sad. I mean, the hard part for that, for this, I think, is that the only closure you have is for something so long ago. And the two that are the most puzzling and least obvious answers, there's nothing confirming one way or another. Yeah. So if you have any information, we know it's probably rare. We don't have right. that big of a li- listenership right now. But... Any information, go to... You can probably, you could contact, I'm sure there's still a tip line set up, the Bardstown, Kentucky Police Department, or Nelson County Sheriff's Office. And I believe Kentucky State Police are also investigating. So, if you have any information, or even anything that you think may lead to information, probably wouldn't hurt to say something. Yeah. Because I think there's a family in Kentucky that's looking for closure. Absolutely. That needs it. Um, We hope you're enjoying um, our recipe of the week to kind of lighten this up. (laughs) Like I said, we're recording this a week ahead. So I shared my mint chocolate chip cookie recipes. Um, I highly suggest it. Mine were not dyed because we didn't have any food coloring besides yellow. And what's the point? <laughs> yellow. Right. We make this yellower than it already is. <laughs> yeah. They looked so delicious, at, though. Oh, my gosh. They didn't last very long at all. <laughs> I managed to, like, normally my family doesn't eat them, like, things I make sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I would I was planning on taking them all to work um, because I know at least the 89-year-old man who owns the <laughs> farm I work at right now would eat them. <laughs> um, but anyways, Okay. So, Ashley, do you have any idea on what you're baking? I What you're going to have baked by the time this comes out? I'm not sure. I downloaded the Taste Weight app, so probably something from there. But I'm not, I haven't decided, decided yet. So we'll see. It'll be a fun surprise. Are you going to bake something or are you going to cook something? Because I think my next one's going to be a cooking one. Um, It depends on if I have to work that Sunday, and if so, what time, honestly. Like, keeping it real here. If I'm off that day, I'll probably bake something. Mm. But if I have to work, I'll probably just cook something. Okay. And, again, we always uh, suggest that you check you check out our recipes, comments on them. If you try them, let us know how it turns out. With pictures, um, please. 
We'd like to see them. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to see your your attempts at the recipes. Cause, and if you want, you can ask if you'd like us to submit videos of us making it. We could probably figure that out. We figured yeah, we could out. try. So. <laughs> Which just means no guarantees. We'll try. Right. <laughs> not, let us know. We'll, we'll stop doing videos. We'll just post video <laughs> pictures. Yeah. And we thank you for listening to the Cult of Domesticity. Um, remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. And we're going to try to work and spread out the love. Yeah. So if you can think of anywhere else you get your podcasts that we haven't already posted to let us know that would be great because we're not sure where else to go (laughs) (laughs) Um, and if you'd like to reach out to us on social media um we are at domestic podcasts on twitter and on facebook so you can like and interact with our page on well actually on both of those um yeah i'm i'm trying to be good and checking them frequently i am too that's, like, the only reason I get on Facebook now. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Long distance high five? Indeed. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all. High five. Bye. So, because this episode was so short, Courtney and I had a discussion, and it was agreed upon that I would get to share with you guys one of my favorite voicemails ever in the history of voicemail. Courtney left this for me on November 4th, 2016. At 11.39 p.m. And as you will soon note, she was very intoxicated (laughs) when she left it. And it is with her permission that I share it with you now. Motherfucker, why does no one answer their phone? I just want to be loved. I was like, oh, Timothy, we call it the Ghost Adventures, and I can make really inappropriate comments about Zach Bacon. And if you save this, I hate you. Not really. Um... And yeah, I miss you. And um, call me back if you want to watch Ghost Adventures tonight. Because I'm drunk enough that it's not scary. Also, there's a man playing bongos outside my apartment at 6 a.m. this morning. So I feel like we need to talk about this and decompress who the fuck owns bongos? This is the real question. The real question. Um, call me back. Okay, bye.